Welcome to the newest edition of Shuttlepod. It's Tuesday the 9th of March 2021 and I'm here in my spare room in Farnham. Where are you, Will? I am once more in my office in Southampton. I've been let in by the caretaker. He gave me a bit of a funny look. Uh, but ultimately, I've made my peace with him, and he's and he's gone away and, and left me alone. <laughs> uh, he's probably been thinking, "Where have you been, Will?" Because we haven't actually been communicating with each other for four weeks now, have we? A little bit longer than that, yeah. So um, this is, I think, when he saw me come in here and slip my headphones on, he was a little bit curious as to what we're up to. Um, <laughs> possibly, he thinks I'm in the Stasi and I'm just listening in on somebody. That's one of the alternatives. I think it's unlikely, though, mate. Well, I've had another severe haircut, and I do look a bit Stasi-like. I'm, I'm looking a bit sort of uh, Eastern Bloc, I think, at the moment. So I can see Will's um, face uh, and his shoulders, unusually thick neck. I can see he's wearing a lovely sort of um, formal blue shirt, but it's unbuttoned down to the second button on the chest. He looks like a casual James Bond. Um, but what I would say, and what I noticed almost immediately, was how severe your haircut is this time. It is a it's a severe haircut and it's and it also reveals a lot of forehead and I have a shiny forehead at the best of times and just looking at myself in the zoom, the the sort of from from eyebrows up I am shining like a bowling ball this evening. You really are. Look, you look like a, a light pink baby bell. I look like I've been buffed up. <laughs> it looks like part of my morning routine is just to buff my forehead. <laughs> it's extraordinary. You're 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 becoming more and more forehead and less and less man, aren't you? Yeah, my um, my wife actually uses my forehead to do her makeup in the morning. I just have to hold still. She <laughs> I, fixes fixes her lipstick. I can't believe your wife needs makeup, Will. No, not I don't. I tell her all the time. I say, my darling, you need no makeup. You are beautiful as the day you were born. And she says, "Fuck off! Don't tell me what to do." I say, "Okay, okay I'm sorry." I'm sorry. Well, I'm trying to be supportive. Um, that's wonderful stuff, Will. It's mm. four weeks have passed since we've last had a conversation, and the world has changed a little bit, hasn't it, since we last spoke? We were deep, dark in the depths of the horrid COVID situation last time you heard from us listeners. But now there seems to be a tiny glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. Would you agree with that, Will? Yes, yeah, a spring has sprung. There's been some nice weather recently. The only thing is that I can remember previous tunnels that we've been in where there's been lights at the end of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's come true. out into the daylight and gone, oh, wasn't it nice to you know get out of that tunnel finally? Uh, luckily, there's only ever going to be one tunnel and we will <laughs> never go into a tunnel again. And then someone right at the front of the train says, hang on. I think I can see a tunnel coming, and we'll go. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Another tunnel. I wonder Back how long in we go. Oh, this tunnel's worse than the last tunnel. Oh, bloody hell! <laughs> so, um, do you remember when we first went into lockdown? Almost this time last year, when we very first went into lockdown, I was convinced in myself that it would be a maximum of ten days that we'd be locked down, and I thought, I tell you what, ten days, I'll take it. Ten days, we'll take it. We'll knock it on the head, and then it will mm. be fine. Yeah, I, I thought that. I, I, I'd heard all about the fact they had a two-week incubation period, and I was like, right, we just got to get to the Easter holidays. Yeah, <laughs> we can get to the Easter holidays. We can all just stay in for the Easter holidays. That's the two weeks. I didn't really understand how it worked. <laughs> That's the two weeks, and nobody will have it, presumably, and then we can all get back to normal. Um, and I, I want to, I want to tell you, Tommy, it did not work out that way. We were so wrong, weren't we? 
We were wrong, diddy wrong, wrong. But there have been some silver linings to all the clouds, as there always are, listeners. Um, of course, our podcast has joined what is now over a billion more podcasts that have been created during lockdown. Um, the yeah, waters have been muddied now, haven't they? It's a bit disappointing that because of the obvious success of this, so many others have leapt in. Yeah. Um, and what was, a, as you say, like a, a crystal pool of entertainment crystal clear pool of entertainment with just you and I swimming nude in it, our bottoms flashing up towards the sun, like Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. (laughs) And now everybody else has jumped into our crystal pool of entertainment. They've stirred up the silt at the bottom and you can't see anything now. And it's muddy and it's horrible. I think someone's taken a wee in it. It's got a shopping trolley at the bottom of it. Yeah, people aren't obeying the rules. They're running along the side. They're ducking, they're bombing, they're heavy petting. The whole thing has become a horrible, tawdry mess. And frankly, you know, we will probably get out of this pool, go and start a different pool. Yeah. Maybe a paddling pool. I'm not sure I can extend the metaphor any further, but you get, you understand where I'm going. The, the general gist of where I'm going, you get it. So, listeners, we'd just like to say if you are continuing to listen to this um, amongst the um, absolute panoply of awful content that's being oh. pumped into your ears. We thank you, um, and we know that you've made the right choice, and we're going to reward you tonight, aren't we, Will, with some absolutely top-notch content. Your head could have been turned. It could have been turned by flashier, more obvious things, you yeah. know, things with famous people speaking on them with very high production values <laughs> and and content which is both uh, enjoyable and also, uh, you know, not just laced with swear words and, and things that demean the whole human race. But you haven't. You've stuck with us. Yeah. You've, stun- you've stuck with your original <laughs> grot bags. And we really appreciate that. Well done. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, so, Will, um, should we start the pod then after Let's- all that? Let's get going. Come on, let's let's hear the music and uh, then we can talk some more. So do the little do your little rhyme and we'll bring it in. We're doing we've abandoned the rhyme. What are you talking about? We'll make up a rhyme quickly. Okay, Tom's wearing a hat. I've not got a cat. Here's something we just chat. This is Shuttlepod. I think you see there that when you put me on the spot and ask me to rhyme something, the only word I can think of that rhymes with anything is cat. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I've got. Ask me to rhyme four or five things with cat. I'm absolutely fine. But anything else, literally any other word whatsoever, and I've got nothing. The, the mother, um. mother Hubbard goes to the cupboard and it is bare. It is bare of rhymes apart from things which rhyme with cat. There we go. You're like a modern-day Scatman John. I am. Without or, any or, of his lyricism. Or Catman John. <laughs> or Hatman John. Or Matman John. That's, it, that's, it, that's all I've got. Those are the four words that rhyme. There's nothing else. <laughs> nothing, nothing else. else. The whole of the English language is barren apart from those four words. Not on this show, listeners. Yeah, no, over. Yeah, you can prize other rhymes from my cold, dead hands. So, well. I want to know what you've been doing for the past well, month. Well, mate, I've mostly been doing fuck all. 
Um, <laughs> because as, as with everybody else, we've been, we've been stuck in the house. And, and as things wore on into the second month of lockdown, things, I don't know about in your house, but things in our house started to get pretty intense in terms of our relationship with our children. And there were, I mean, there are, there are a few things that, on the one hand got us through lockdown and the other hand was just worrying signs that we were all losing the plot a bit one was um my wife's obsession with alexa okay so uh, the the speaker you know the intelligent speaker i know it yeah so i don't know if do you have an alexa we had something like that we had one Uh, it didn't work out yeah okay we've got three (laughs) i don't know why we've got three my wife has bought three alexas there's one in our bedroom there's one in my my daughter's bedroom and there's one in the kitchen. Okay. And they are troubling from a number of points of view. Firstly, uh, my, my son, who's five, he only knows two types of music. One is Jason Derulo. Okay. And the other one is Crazy Frog. And, <laughs> okay. and what he's discovered is that he can request either Jason Derulo or Crazy Frog at any time of the day or night. And Alexa will play that. And yep. she will keep on playing it until we tell it to stop. And so there is almost no occasion that he hasn't ruined by introducing <laughs> eight minutes of intense <laughs> Euro pop shite. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's, you know, that's something we can, we can cope with. The, the, the other problem with Alexa is that, um, of course, she answers questions for you. She doesn't just play music for you. Okay. And, um, and the, the children, of course, they, they got used to asking her questions and, and seeing what the answers are until we got to the stage where the kids actually respect Alexa more than <laughs> yeah. us yeah. when it comes to questions. So they will ask us a question. Uh, they, they might say, Oh, daddy, how much do you think a lion weighs? And I'll say, oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe a lion, uh, you know, they're big. They might weigh 25 stone. And they go, Oh, okay. Alexa, how much does a lion weigh? Alexa will go, an average male lion weighs 35 stone. You go, Daddy, you said it was 25 stone. And Alexa said it's 30. You were wrong, Daddy. You were wrong. And any any number of things, any sort of how many stars are in the sky, how many sweets have I got in my pocket? It, it doesn't matter. They'll ask me a question, <laughs> then ask Alexa a question. Really, at this point, just to undermine my authority in the house. It's yeah. become a bit of a problem. And I, you can't help feeling because the, the other thing the Alexas can do is they can call each other. Okay. So yeah. you, you can say Alexa bedroom, call Alexa kitchen, and she will call it. And it makes you think that the Alexas possibly have started working together. <laughs> you think? I mean, the, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm an English teacher. I don't know about the technology, but to my mind, this is how Skynet starts. Yeah, absolutely. I think this that we're all aware thing. that this is the beginning of the end, especially for for middle class households in the south of England. We'll be the first to go, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The, t- the Terminators are going to rise. We're going to get back one day and find they've animated the toaster. And it's going <laughs> <laughs> to shoot things at us and we'll go screaming into the street. <laughs> I just I just feel like that's inevitable at this stage. Do you know, I absolutely love technology and I love um, new gadgets and, and that sort of you thing. Do. And I, I would say that I possibly would be an early ad- adopter in many of these types of technologies. The one thing I won't do is get a smart lock for any of my doors on my house because I know that once Alexa or Google or Siri gets hold of my smart locks, they can literally lock me out of my own home. And, and I think they will decide as well just based on your moral character. Yeah. I think they will, they will judge you. 
because they'll probably look at your internet search history and just say, this guy is bad news. This guy <laughs> once liked a tweet by Piers Morgan, and so yeah. I'm not letting him back into his own yeah. home. It's, it'd be like Hal in um, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. You cannot <laughs> come back into the house. Let me. This is my house. It's not your house anymore, Tom. <laughs> now it's our house. <laughs> it's it's only a matter of time. Yeah, you you are you're an early adopter. I have to say, I, I am I am a late adopter. I yeah. I try as hard as I can to burrow back into old technology and hold on to it for as long as I can. I still have an iPod, and I am desperate to keep using it. <laughs> Do you really have an iPod? I have an iPod. In fact, we've got two in our house. Well, um, well, everyone's got iPods in their house. They just nobody uses them. Oh no, we use them because it's useful. I just well, let's not get into it now. But the point is that I I am dragged kicking and screaming into new technology. <laughs> like imagine technology holding onto my feet, dragging me along, and my fingernails are scratching through the carpet, desperate not to be uh, dragged into the new century. You were very put out when you had to get a smartphone, weren't you? I was. I, I was very happy with a Nokia thirty two ten, and that's. <laughs> What else do you need? You don't need anything else. Well, do you know what? I've heard a lot of people say that, and it's you know it's almost trendy to say that I loved my Nokia thirty two ten. But it was you know it was a great phone at the time, but it can't do anything, can it? It cannot do anything. It can make phone calls, and you can do some texting on it. I mean, getting pornography on your Nokia thirty two ten was tricky because all you could really get <laughs> was a picture of some boobs drawn <laughs> drawn in pixels, which I mean. You know, it's it's something. It's something. It's not it's not really up to sort of modern four G technology in terms of the level of pornography available. But you know, at the time, it was very exciting. Needs must when the devil drives, though, will. And and doesn't he just drive? Doesn't he drive right up there? <laughs> so so Alexa was one thing. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, it, motivating uh, my son to to do his work every day during lockdown got trickier and trickier. And the one thing that worked was uh, a game called Skylanders. Yeah, um, I know I, it. We've, we've talked before about uh, my attempts during the last lockdown to get my children to play Halo and how I traumatised <laughs> them. And so we found Skylanders, which is much more suitable for children. But um, it, it is highly addictive. And my son became completely obsessed with it. Um, and on the one hand, we we're really, really worried about him being so obsessed. But on the other hand... It was the only thing that worked. <laughs> so it was tough to say, right, we, this is, this is worrying for all sorts of reasons. We need to get rid of this. And then also saying, but if we get rid of this, how are we going to motivate him to do anything? And, and so really the way I started to think about it is like, like imagine, like instead of sort of Skylanders saying, right, if you don't need to do your maths, if you don't do your maths, there's not going to be any Skylanders or you need to finish your, you know, you, you actually need to put your trousers on now and brush your teeth. Otherwise we won't play Skylanders later. Just imagine instead of the word Skylanders, you've got the word heroin. And <laughs> just imagine saying to your child, uh, now we need to do, uh, we need to do your phonics this morning, don't we? Otherwise there will be no heroin later. If you want some heroin, you've got to do your phonics. Okay. That's right. Oh, and that's God. that's essentially what we were doing. That is so that is so true. And we do exactly the same thing in our household, except it's not Skylanders for us. It's uh, Super Mario Odyssey or one of the Super Mario games on the Switch. Yeah. And we had to get really, really strict with the Switch rationing. So strict. Um, in fact, that I created a box that the Switches can be stored in. And when I say stored, I mean locked in. Um right. 
And those times that the, the switch comes out are very dependent on the behaviour of my children. And it's, you know, it's bad parenting, Will. It's really bad parenting. <laughs> but do you know what? It does work. I want them to do their work because they believe in progress, in human progress, and because they want to get the satisfaction of improving. And the to love really of feel knowledge that. and learning. So the love of knowledge and, and because they want to give something back to society. But ultimately, what really motivates them is a game where you can play as uh, a thing that fires tomatoes uh, <laughs> at Liverpudlian crows. And, and ultimately... <laughs> You know, if if it works, it works. But here's the thing. Were you any different when you were younger? Uh, I wasn't, except um, I had a Sega Master System. So the, the level of fun available in the Sega Master System is not quite the same as uh, what's available these days. Do you know what? I think that when we were younger, the games were much harder to like to play yeah to like yeah absolutely they, they were just difficult they were really difficult even like super mario went on the nintendo entertainment system when i was about eight or nine or ten maybe that was a difficult game to get to the to the end of you know very difficult to complete nowadays you can walk into a fully constructed world where there's hookers and drugs and cars <laughs> to steal and all that sort of thing you don't have to try do you well also in skylanders you get an infinite number of lives well, that's like ridiculous. If, if you if you fall off something, if you get killed by something, you just you can just do another one. It's like God, this game teaches you nothing. I'm going to give you three lives. <laughs> yeah, and if at the end of your three lives, it should just say, "Right, that's it. I'm shutting down for 24 hours, and you can try again tomorrow." Exactly. And if you're lucky, halfway through, I might give you a mushroom, which will make you big for a bit, but yeah. only for a bit, for 25 seconds, and you'll bloody like it. <laughs> So, um, if it wasn't Skylanders, the, the other thing that we resorted to was just sweets. Yeah, great. And and you just found yourself like in the depths of lockdown. It's like seventh week of lockdown, and you just got your head in your hands, and you're just you're just saying, "Can you if if you, if you put your trousers on, I'll give you a sweet. Can you just can you can you brush if you brush your teeth, I'll give you a sweet. If you please don't set fire to the house." You can have a lollipop. You can just uh, whatever, and it's just like this, this pathetic. Like, oh god, can you just can you stop hitting me in the face with that with the hammer? Stop hitting me with a hammer, and you can have a lollipop, please, please. You can have a, have a refresher bar. I don't. Oh god. Do you know? I'll just point out to our listeners now um, that both Will and his wife are very prominent and competent educators of. The, the youth of our nation they're both teachers their their paid employment their raison d'etre is to guide the youth of today yeah. and this is happening to everybody so if you're out there and you've struggled over lockdown with your parenting just bear in mind it's the same for everybody yeah it really is and with my with my normal classes i don't have to say please do your homework i'll give you a sweetie if you do <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, and um, then the final thing that got us through is, um, as you know, we live in Southampton. Southampton is a post-industrial hellscape for the most part. (laughs) Uh, There's quite a lot of concrete and dog shit. Um, But the one uh, redeeming feature of Southampton is that it's near some nice places. Uh, Right. When you enter Southampton, that's what it says. Welcome to Southampton. We are near some nice places. Yeah. And one of the nice places is, uh, is the New Forest. Oh, it's lovely. It is. It's, it's lovely in the New Forest. And we, we were getting out and about and, and going out for walks. 
uh, getting some fresh air. And then that, you know, you feel like a good parent when you do that and you get the kids yeah. out and, and, and go for a walk. And we went for one, um, this past weekend. And because we, um, were regular walkers in the, in the new forest, uh, we had all the gear, you know, all we had on our wellies on, we had a backpack, we had snacks in there, we had water, we had hand sanitizer, we had wet wipes, we had all, all the stuff that we needed. And crucially, we also had my pride and joy, which is, uh, my OS map of uh, the new forest my ordnance survey map it is massive absolutely huge yeah it's about the size of a dining table when you completely unfold it but it means that we always know exactly where we are at any given time right and so we were very pleased with our going for this going for this walk in the new forest and um we uh we got overtaken by uh we don't go very fast because we've got two sort of quite young children with us overtaken by these these three young people and the young people, I think they did have wellies on, but they were spotless wellies and they hadn't been through any mud. And we were kind of like, in a bit like you're sort of proud to get your Land Rover dirty or something. Yeah. We, we had dirty wellies, which, which showed that we had, you know, really had an adventure. And, um, and they were sticking to the path and, and off they, they sort of overtook us and we sort of said hello to them. And, um, they had a dog and we said hello to their dog. And then once they were gone, we sort of looked at each other. You know, it's the clean wellie brigade. <laughs> 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 laughing, laughing at each other. Yeah. Oh, there goes the clean welly brigade again. Uh, yeah. But they don't have an ordnance survey map. <laughs> but they uh, couldn't tell you where the uh, nearest fire station is. I can't. I don't know exactly how far away it is. Um, and uh, then we we were halfway around our rear. We realised that it was it was going to take too long. Um, but you know when you've got an ordnance survey map, you always know where you are. So I, I look at the map. I said, okay, look, there's a path here. We, we don't need to stay on the main path. We can go on this side path. <laughs> We'll cut round it, and we'll—it's—it's it's much quicker. Off, off we set, feeling uh, content with ourselves. Um, there has been quite a bit of rain of late. It yep. was—it was a bit boggy. Okay, that wasn't an issue. You know why? Because we're all wearing wellies. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. It got boggier. Okay, it got boggier and boggier, and then at some point there was a switch between bog and what can only describe as swamp. Okay, yeah. I hate that. And we could see where we had to get to. It wasn't very far. It was about 100 yards. And it looked sort of, it was all green and looked fairly solid. But when you walked on it, it very much wasn't solid. And it was like <laughs> the final scene of the Hand of the Baskervilles. And so we were we were sort of hopping. At one point, we had to all hang on to a fence and kind of edge <laughs> along a fence. There was a fallen down log and we could walk along the log. It was a bit of an adventure to start off with. And then it got a bit more worrying. Um, both my children fell over. And got covered in mud, and uh, they both nearly lost their wellies. And I had to reach into the bog and pull out their wellies by hand. <laughs> and then we got to the final pit where it was it was really quite boggy. My my wife crossed; she was okay. My daughter crossed; she was okay. They both it was both a bit you know they it was sort of sucky and boggy, but they they got there. But then my son, I didn't think he was gonna he's, he hasn't got any sense in him. He wasn't gonna get across. <laughs> I right, so I picked him up to take yeah. him across myself. I'm quite a big bloke anyway in terms of weight. Yeah. And and he weighs a significant amount uh, as well. And uh, the combined weight of the two of us meant that I was three steps in when I sank up to my knee <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> and could go no further. And and it was like I, I it was like a sort of Hollywood movie because I held out my son to my wife. And I yeah. Take the child. Take the child. <laughs> Leave me! Take the child! <laughs> Son hopped across. I, again, I had to reach down 
sort of elbow deep into the swamp to find my welly and put it up out of the swamp. Ugh. And the same with the other ones we got across. And then we kind of, we'd kind of lost our bearings by this point. There was quite a lot of mud <laughs> and swamp juice all over my ordnance survey map. And, and then we had to, the final indignity was that we couldn't, we could see the road, which was nice and solid. And we had to cross to get back to our car. Um, but there wasn't, there was a, a sort of stream running there and another swampy bit. And we all had to, I had to sort of stretch across it with my legs on either side and pass my family across <laughs> this divide to get back to firm land. And, and just as I was doing that, the clean welly brigade, the three, the three teenagers who'd been taking their dog for walk emerged from the path. Their wellies still absolutely squeaky clean. <laughs> and they had this moment where they looked at us and the four swamp people <laughs> emerging from the bog. Ah, oh, God. Ah. We've, we went, we went in the swamp. Oh, God. We saw things. Ah. Help us! And they actually, there was there was this moment where they physically moved a little bit further away from us. They're like, oh, oh god, that's the swamp people. Who are they? We shamedly took hold of our children and squelched back to our car. We had to take more or less all of our clothes off in the car park and put them in the boots. At which point the three young people got into their car and sort of drove past us all looking at us as these swamp people got naked in the car park. Oh, dear. Ah, aye, aye, aye. Maybe they had an ordnance survey map as well, Will, except it was stored on their smartphones like everybody else's ordnance survey map. There's no signal in places in the New Forest, especially... You can pre-download it, you fool. Especially in the swamp. For goodness sake, who takes a paper map out these days? Me, I do, Tom. I take a paper map out, and I'm still going to do it, despite the fact that I became a swamp person. You're an embarrassment. You're an absolute <laughs> embarrassment. I said to my wife afterwards, I said, oh, no, it does, it does say marsh there, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly marked. I should have read it properly. And she said, um, she said, what, you mean it, it was marked as marsh? And I said, yeah, but look, the road, there's a road there, and it doesn't say marsh after the road, so I assumed that the road... Stopped it becoming marsh, <laughs> and no, that's turns out that wasn't the, wasn't the case. That's not how geography works. Well, do you know, despite the um, the large amounts of hate mail I've been sending you recently, I am glad that you survived your ordeal. So oh, you know, you. well done. Thanks, thanks, for you. I appreciate that. Ah, anyway, there we are. We're through it now, and uh, everything's back to normal. The whole the whole world is back to normal now. We can just forget about the whole thing. You've, <laughs> you've had a tremendous time, Will, and I congratulate you for all of it. Mm, thank you. Right then, um, should we get on with the... what, Do you want to know what I've been up to? No. <laughs> right, on to the next section then. <laughs> no, come on, come on. Fill, fill me with your rhythm stick. Is that No, that's not how it goes. Well, Will, uh, as you may remember, I may or may not have told you, but we got a soda stream at Christmas. Did ooh. I tell you that? Well, you know how I feel about soda streams. You I love think. soda streams, don't you? Big fan of their fizzy goodness, yeah. Very much you so. um, you put gas into everything, don't you? I sure do. That's It says that on my business card. Gravy. <laughs> Will tomato Collins. ketchup. Will Collinson. I put gas into everything. There you are. Call well, me, been, call me I, if you need me. Sorry, mate. I've been um, I've been volunteering down at the vaccination centre in the local town vaccination centre. Do you know what? I thought I'd cheer everybody's day up. I took down my soda stream and I've been va- I've been I've been va- I've been gassing the vaccinations. What's the word I'm looking for? 
Fizzing them. Fizzing them right up. Carbonating them. Carbonated Car- vaccines. Carbonating the vaccines just to give everyone a little pep, a little lift when they have their vaccines. That's what people say about things uh, which are injected into you, isn't it? They, that you want bubbles in them. I think, I think it just makes right. it a bit more fun. Right. What isn't made better with bubbles? Yeah. I, I, although I think things that are injected directly into your bloodstream. I think, <laughs> I think that's the one thing. That's the one thing you shouldn't carbonate, ironically enough. So although those people have been uh, free of COVID, they've all died of uh, aneurysms because the bubbles have <laughs> travelled around their bloodstream, has gone straight into their brains and killed them. So it swings and roundabouts, some good, some bad. You win, you win some, you lose some. I think it, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But it did cheer them up. Absolutely, it was a it was a lot of fun had by everyone. So yeah. you know something something to think about when you go for your vaccine or, or when our listeners go for their vaccines, um, if they haven't already. Uh, you know, just think about taking a soda stream and, and putting a bit of frizzante into your life. Oh, that's, that's very classy. Yeah, I like that. absolutely. Right, Will. That's enough of that. Shall we get on with some <laughs> proper content? <laughs> So you interrupted me from saying, here's the first feature to tell me that load of turtle about taking a soda stream to a vaccine centre. Good, good. Never interrupt me again. Right. I've got a feature for you, Thomas. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I'm doing it, am I? Do you, do you want some music? We haven't got any music for these features, have we? Then why did you offer? No, it's fine. Creative um, challenge music, maybe. Let's no. try this one. Go on then. Get on with it. All right. Um, I've got a quiz for you, Tommy. Quiz away. It is on uh, pop song lyrics. Oh dear. Okay. Okay. Um, and should we do? Should we do ten questions and then we'll do the answers afterwards rather than one by one? Should we do that? Yeah. Why not? Because then the listeners can play along. So, they listeners, if, along. if you're if you're sat at home with nothing to do, like everybody else in the country, just put it, pop it on pause, get yourself a pen and paper. We're about to play our brand new feature called Pop Lyric Quiz. It's a Yay. catchy name. Isn't it just? Okay, right, here we'll we go. Go for it. Number one. In her song, Poker Face, Lady Gaga sings that Russian roulette is not the same without a what? Russian roulette is not the same without a what? Right, so I'm writing down my answer here. Yeah. Number two. According to Ice Ice Baby... What happens to vanilla ice if you turn out the lights? What will he do when you turn out the lights? There are people in in this world that will know the answers to to these questions. I'm not one of those people. Okay, jolly good. Number three. Which British boy band from the 1990s boasted in their debut hit that I butter toast if you lick the knife? So this isn't a lyrical question. This is a band name question. It, yeah, which we, whose whose lyric is that? Which boy band from the nineteen nineties? I butter toast if you lick the knife. Okay, got it. Number four. The central theory of Destiny's Child, <laughs> Destiny's Child hit Bootylicious, is that the listener is not ready for what? What is the listener not ready for? They do not think that you are ready. For what? Okay, thank you. Number five. In the yep. nineteen in the nineteen ninety hit The Power by Snap, rapper Turbo B Turbo B warns the listener that there is something that they do not want him to do. 
what is it? He says, or I will blank, and you don't want that. What will he do? Okay. Number six, in two unlimiteds hit no limits, how many times is the word no said in each chorus? Oh, goodness. No, 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 no. No, there's no limits. Ah, this is a trick question. Okay. Number seven, in You Can't Touch This, MC Hammer thanks God Almighty for both a mind to rhyme and what other crucial part of his act. So he says, he says, my, 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 my music hits me so hard. Make me say, oh, my God, thank you for blessing me with a mind to rhyme. And is it A, two front teeth? B, two hyped feet? Or C, two eyes to see? Oh, okay. Question number eight. The only bit from Snow's 1992 hit, Informer, that anyone can remember is when he says, a licky bum bum down. But according to Snow, what does this phrase mean? Does a licky bum bum down refer to A, a fight, B, lovemaking, or C, driving a fast car? It's one of those, is it? It is one of those three, yeah. Okay. According to him. It's got to it's got to be. Okay. Number 9, Will. Number 9 in 1992, In a Circle released a song called A La 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 Long. Yeah. What is the sole purpose of the singer in this song? What does he want to achieve? Uh, <laughs> um okay. And question number 10. According to the 50 Cent song in the club, what are we going to sip as though it is your birthday? We're going to sip something like it's your birthday. What is it we're going to sip? Go shorty, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip... Like okay. it's your birthday. Okay. Okay, you got your answers? This is my kryptonite, this sort of quiz. I <laughs> I don't follow music in any way, certainly not popular music, and I certainly don't know any of the lyrics to any of the songs that have ever been released. <laughs> but apart from that, you very much enjoyed it. <laughs> it was great. It was lovely yeah. to hear your voice. Yeah, okay, okay. Should we do the answers? Let's do the answers. So, number one, in her song Poker Face, Lady Gaga sings that Russian roulette is not the same without a... Bath mat. <laughs> as true as that is, the actual lyric is, Russian roulette is not the same without a gun. <laughs> oh, the obvious answer then. <laughs> and when just you, a, it's the not a game, is, is it? The thing is, when you, when you think about it, that is true, isn't it? Because if you don't have the gun with Russian roulette, all you, all you have is one bullet. And you and your opponent in Russian roulette <laughs> each take turns <laughs> to take the bullet... I don't know if you hit it against your head or something, and then you pass it to the other one. And they do the same. And it just goes on like that. So she's absolutely right. The gun is crucial to that. Otherwise, it's uh, 
the whole thing falls down. It's a very incisive lyric, though, isn't it? It, it is just spot on. Number two, according to Ice Ice Baby, what happens to Vanilla Ice if you turn out the lights? He glows. That is correct. Turn out the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I'll rock a mic like a vandal, something like I wax a chump like a candle, I believe. Oh. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's crucial for Vanilla Ice because once his, um, once his rapping days were behind him, he's actually been um, put to use at a, an airport at night just to, to light up a, a field. Emergency. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Uh, emergency lighting. He's like a, he's yeah. like a glow stick. You know, if all if the generator goes down, quick, get ice out there. Has he ever seen a doctor about it? I, I you know, it, he's got a phosphorescent uh, phosphorescent skin. <laughs> it's like uh, like one of the vampires in Twilight. <laughs> like a deep uh, sea shark. Yeah, which British boy band boasted in their debut hit that I butter toast if you lick the knife? Oh, it's a British boy band. It was a British boy band, yeah. I've written Criss Cross. It wasn't Criss Cross. It was, in fact, East 17. Ah. Deep, deep down. Deep, deep down. Yeah, and it was, I think, Brian Harvey that said, I butter toast if you lick the knife. Oh, it's dirty. It just makes you feel ill, doesn't it? It's not even that dirty, though, is it? Yeah, like, what? I butter toast. What is that? I butter toast with the like spreading something. Is he spreading? Is he is he threatening to spread butter on you with his penis? Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what he's doing? Does he take a like take a tub of lure pack, lubricate it, lubricate your penis with it, rub his willy, and then just sort of rub it on you like a sort of windscreen wiper. On your back, which is <laughs> the, metaphorical, <laughs> the, just, the metaphorical toast. Just you've got a buttery back. I, I, it, to me, if he if he said that to me, I'd say, I, I, to be honest, Brian, I'm not that keen. Do you know what? If um, Brian Harvey had had a buttery back, he might have slid off down his drive and not run himself over that time. <laughs> when he was, did he say he was reaching for a pie? Is that what it was? <laughs> he dropped a, he dropped like a Ginster's beef and onion slice or something. <laughs> Out of his car, and so he, he 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 opened the door and tried to get it from underneath his car whilst his car was rolling and ran himself over. He fell out and ran himself over. Is that right? It, I think yeah, it was true. It? He was reaching for some sort of. I can't remember if it was a pie or or a pasty or it was some or sort a muffin. of muffin. Yeah, it was some sort. Of, I think it was savoury. I'm, I'm fairly certain it was savoury. But cheese and ham crumpet or what? croissant. I don't. I don't know if there is. I mean, I like a savoury snack, but I don't know if there is one that I'd be willing to run myself over for. <laughs> it's probably a Scotch egg because it, you know, it had so it's, it probably rolled under. It needed That's, some heft. That makes sense, doesn't it? And you know, you can get nice Scotch eggs, like the the freshly made ones in in, in sort of gourmet pubs. They're they're very nice. I, I might risk a I might risk a run over for a, for a gourmet Scotch egg. Anyway, um, in the central theory of Destiny's Child hit Bootylicious is that the listener is not ready. For what? Decimalisation. <laughs> it, it being to an American audience, that is actually true. But no, it wasn't decimalisation. It was, of course, this jelly, Tom. This jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. What sort of jelly was it, Will? Well, it makes me... Th- I've got two theories about this. One is that they're catering at a children's party. Yeah. And that they the the children have not yet got through all of the savoury portion of their meal. They haven't had yeah. all their ham or cheese sandwiches yet. Yeah. They haven't eaten all their what's it's. You're not ready for this jelly. You're gonna eat that first. 
I spent ages making those cucumber batons, and you're going to bloody well have some <laughs> before you get any of this jelly. Or it is specifically, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. There's some special jelly. I think you're ready for that jelly. You can have as much of that jelly as you like. Fill your boots with that jelly. But this jelly, I don't think you're ready for. You need to go on a course. Yeah. What they're saying is you are underqualified, underqualified, fundamentally underqualified to have this jelly over here. So take yourself away. You know, stop being so ignorant about it. Educate yourself. Come do back. some professional development courses. Yeah, do a um, bit of PDR and come back with certificates and then we'll see if you're ready for this jelly or not. And I still don't think you will be because it really does take a couple of years to get ready for that jelly and you, you're, nowhere, you're nowhere near that at the moment. I, I'll be quite honest with you. You may never be ready for this, for this jelly. And and if, if I said anything else to you, I think it wouldn't be fair on you. Okay? I've got to manage your expectations here and I don't want you to go away and think that this jelly is yours by right because it yeah. isn't. There are very few people who are ready for this jelly. Hardly, hardly anyone. Okay, hardly anyone. Don't feel bad about it. Hardly anyone is ready for this jelly. And frankly, looking at your performance so far, I think you may never be. And you've got to accept that. Otherwise, it will ruin the rest of your life. You will spend your life harking after this jelly when you, as I say, that jelly over there, whatever. I'm, I'm not fussed about that jelly. Have that, you know, have at it. But that, but that doesn't mean don't try, you know. You can, oh, by all means, try. I mean, you, I mean, you'll certainly never get this jelly if you don't try. I mean, you'd exactly. be, it's not, I'm not fucking giving this stuff away. <laughs> so, you know, it's up to you. You're, you're, at a, you're at a crossroads. You're at a crossroads in your life, okay? But what I'm saying is, no matter what fork you go down, this jelly is not necessarily at the end of it. I'm sorry I had to get stern about that, but it's just something I feel really strongly about. Yeah, and I think that you really echoed the sentiments of the song there, yeah, Will. Yeah, I think that's that's really what it was about. Um, in the 1990 hit The Power by Snap, rapper Turbo B warns that he will do something and that you do not want that. What is it that he will do? Reverse Park. <laughs> it's not Reverse Park. It is Attack. The bit oh, of that song that everybody remembers is, or I will attack and you don't want that. Uh, my my list of top things that I wouldn't want a man to do to me is number one, reverse park. Number two, attack me. Yeah, I, I think especially Turbo B. Like again, I've never met the fellow. Well, I, I I all I know of him is his very stern voice. But if his voice is anything to go by, I think I'm with him. I I don't want him to attack, and I'm and I'm grateful to him for the warning. You know, because otherwise you might think, well, you attack if you want, mate. Well, see what happens. Presumably right. Turbo B is a nickname, or is he a B? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Number six, uh, in two unlimiteds hit No Limits, how many times is the word no said in each chorus? Oh, this is just, I'm going to have to guess it. Is I'll, it go, I'll give you, if you get within five, then I'll give you a kiss. Is it five? No, it's not. It's 26. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's just a bit of knowledge for you just to squirrel away there, Tom. That's great. Okay. Because that, that, that is the sort of knowledge that will be useful later on in life. And I just want you to just, just squirrel it away like a nut. Just, just pack that away and put that under your cap. And one day someone will try and catch you out with that. And you just go 26. Fuck you. Do you know who it's going to be? It's going to be the bloody Alexas, isn't it? It will, yeah, it will they're be. They're going to have me on house arrest, and they're going to say, we will only allow you to... That's not how they speak, but we will only allow you to leave the house when you've answered this very specific question. I like the fact that your initial Alexa voice was a sort of German Nazi voice. <laughs> we will only let you leave the house. 
if you tell us how many times well actually two unlimited were german of course so um ah i mean i think I, we've hit i think we've i think we've hit on something here will yeah it can't be a coincidence can it i think there's a special edition podcast in this yeah yeah so no no limits was was perhaps about fascism there's no limits to the the power of the state uh in the in the third reich that's I don't think talking. there's any perhaps about it, Will. No, I, don't, I don't think there is either. No. <laughs> Number seven, in You Can't Touch This, MC Hammer thanks God Almighty for a mind to rhyme. And what other crucial part of his act? Is it A, two front teeth, B, two feet, or C, two eyes to see? Yeah, it was that, two eyes to see. No, it wasn't. It was two hyped feet. There are two things which are, which are crucial to MC Hammer. One, a mind to rhyme. Two, yeah. two hyped feet. That is what he needs, those two things i i personally think he should have added a third which was uh parachute pants which of course what he was famous for yeah absolutely actually when i when i think about it he wore glasses didn't he so it definitely (laughs) wasn't his eyes yeah yeah he's like and two eyes to see would have been nice you fucker (laughs) instead i've got these do you know how many do you know how many proper rappers have glasses very few very few that guy from run dmc i think but that was probably it and I've, you know, I've got, and they're not even like cool glasses. They're fucking granny specs, like these massive, yeah. like nineteen eighties, like like um, uh, Dennis Taylor glasses, basically. Just which, like them. Which he paired with a pair of, uh, of sort of sequiny parachute pants, and I and I think was it like a, a tailcoat, like a like a ta- also a sequiny tailcoat as well. That he was dancing around in. I'm not a big fan of his work, so I, I don't remember his outfits that, that well. I've, I mean, I've, the- I remember all of them. I've got all of his work. <laughs> I've got I've got 17 albums, <laughs> and also all of his stuff on VHS. And on and on Sunday, I dress as him every Sunday. <laughs> I've done that since 1992, Tom, and I'm not going to stop now. I've been doing it for 28 years. Um, you probably look absolutely brilliant. The only bit from Snow's 1992 hit in former that anyone can remember is when he says a licky bum bum down in former play um, a licky bum bum down. But what does a licky bum bum down mean? Can you just s- spell licky bum bum down for us, Will? It the is, official spelling. So I looked it up and the official spelling is a new word, licky, spelt like licky, lick with right. a Y on the end, and then boom boom, spelt like boom boom, and then down. A licky boom boom down. And Do you think it is a fight, lovemaking, or driving a fast car? It's got to be lovemaking, hasn't it? You would have thought, but actually it's a fight. Is it? It's not very threatening, is it? Can you imagine? Like, you've, you, have, you have cornered Snow. <laughs> he, he has said something horrible about your mother. And you've both had a couple of pints. And you've, you've cornered him over by the fruit machine down at the dog and duck and you're like right you canadian wanker this is going on and he's like whoa are you saying you want a licky bum bum down and you say no i'm saying we should have a Spell fight it. <laughs> i'm saying we should have a fight and he's like yeah a licky bum bum down i said no there's not going to be any of that involved <laughs> it's gonna be a fight with fists like men that's what we're gonna do and he's like right so a licky bum bum down he said stop saying that that's that do you know what? Forget it. Forget it. I've, you've, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. I, I'm not interested anymore. Go away. Perhaps the world would be a less violent place if everybody called fighting Licky Bum Bum Downing. If, instead of declaring war, you declare a Licky Bum Bum Down. Is it Licky Bum Bum Downing or is it Licky Boom Booming Down? 
I mean, that's that's the crucial question, isn't it? Well, we need to know. I'll ask him. Next time I see him in the pub, I'll ask him. Get him on the phone. In the 1992 Inner Circle song, A La 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 Long, what is the sole purpose of the singer? What does he want to do? Girl, I want to make you sweat. Yes, he does. He wants to make you sweat. Sweat till you can sweat no more. Yeah, that's dangerous though, isn't it? That is dangerous. That's dehydration. That's that's not a good idea. I think it would have been better. A girl, I want to make you sweat. Then I think you should rehydrate with something isotonic. Yeah. Maybe a Lucas- Have a Barocca. Maybe a LucasAid pouch, something like that. And after that, we could do some more sweating, you know? Back on it. But it's crucial to have those breaks. I think because by the time you realise you're dehydrated, it's too late, of course. And do warm up as well because you don't yeah. want to pull a hammy when you're getting sweaty. No, I mean, and and you know, probably he should say, you know, girl, I want to, I want to see you, I want to see you pee, because if it's if it's yellow, <laughs> if it's really yellow and smelly. That's a good indication that you're dehydrated, and you probably what you want it to be is clear. Lots of it, clear. That's fine. Well hydrated, only a little <laughs> bit. Very yellow and smelly. You know, there's um, you've got to you've got to think about your liver, haven't you? Think about that. Is that what the liver does? Christ, of course you do. Or is it your kidneys? I don't know. I'm an English teacher. You could say. <laughs> Finally, according to Fifty Cent song in the club, what are you going to sip as though it is your birthday? Is it Earl Grey tea? <laughs> well, if if it was my birthday, that would be delightful. Yeah, I'd like to sip Earl Grey tea as though it's my birthday, and maybe have a scone. But yeah. I think not only is that not what Fifty Cent is is offering, but I I think that probably he wouldn't offer me anything. I think if right. I if I went up to fifty cent and went fifty, fifty, it's um it's my birthday. Can I have you know a couple of scones, some little grey tea, and uh, and maybe a finger sandwich? I'm not sure I'd get much change from him. I'm not, no. sure, I'm not sure that's what he's after. Now, what, what are you going to sip as though it is your birthday? Is Bacardi? Oh, Bacardi, because like it rhymes white rum of choice. It rhymes it rhymes with party, of course. Um, of course it does. But also Earl Grey tea rhymes with party. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, if you said it right, it would. The thing about In The Club, though, is that it's not your birthday. It isn't your birthday, but you wouldn't guess that from the amount of Bacardi that you're drinking. <laughs> the amount of Bacardi that you're sipping, you'd be thinking, gosh, is it? It feels like it's my birthday. I only, <laughs> I only ever sip this much Bacardi when it's my birthday. I don't think it is my birthday, and yet, and yet the amount of Bacardi that Fiddy is providing here makes it feel pretty festive, and that, I, I really yeah. appreciate that. He's just a generous guy when it comes to Bacardi, and then any of the white spirits, really. I mean, if you said to him, look, Fiddy, I had a night on the Bacardi last night. Yeah. Is it all right if I switch up to Grey Goose vodka? And he'd say, of course yeah. it is, Tom. Have, have what you want, mate. Have you got some archers? Yeah, what, absolutely. What is your approach to Malibu? <laughs> the, sun, the sun only shine when it pours. That's, Absolutely. That's what I know about that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I, I see 50 having one of those belts that has like bottles, you know, like holsters with bottles in it, just like mini, yeah. but not whole bottles, because if you had like six or seven, that'd be really heavy. So maybe like just miniature ones, miniature ones. And he's like, you know, it's, it's you know, we're going to treat you like it's your, like it's your, your birthday. So he, he could have a bandolero with miniatures in it of all of the white spirits. He could. And then you could, you could sip it out of his belly button. Oh, gorgeous. Or one of his many bullet wounds. (laughs) 
numbers. Right. <laughs> there you go. That was the pop lyric quiz. That was fantastic. All those songs were from the 90s. More or less. Yeah, a couple of them weren't, but yeah, uh, near enough. They were all from yesteryear. And that's, you love nostalgia, don't you, Will? It's the year I like the most, yester. And I, <laughs> and I love nostalgia too, and that's why your little quiz... Oh, lovely. Here we go. ...comes from the 80s and 90s too. Oh, lovely. Good. So what I'm going to do is much like previous podcasts. I'm not changing it up too much. I'm going to play you some music, Will. But this time, they're famous theme tunes from famous children's television of when we were little uns, and that was in the 80s and very early 90s. Right. Um, so you just have to identify them as only five because you've gone on for a bit tonight. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one at a time. So let's see if you can work it out. Here comes your first one, Will. Mm. Now. Down in Fraggle Rock. You got it. You've got it. You've nailed it straight on. What a fantastic theme tune that is, right? It was, yeah. It was. There was something about Fraggle Rock which was it was both fascinating but also kind of a little bit scary as well. Yeah, it was it, it, absolutely correct. It was terrifying because the big things that lived outside the cave, yeah. and someone will tell me what they were called, but they were terrifying weren't they they were always trying to catch the fraggles and uh, yeah and they had these big faces and oh yeah it was it was really quite disturbing that's it is it yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) that's my level of insight there it was quite disturbing and i don't want to talk about it anymore because it'll give me nightmares but i could i could see your face when that music started and you thought hello i'm not going to get this but then it kicked in and that is such a familiar sound for anybody of our sort of age or era or anybody that loves nostalgia um what a cracking theme tune Mm. let's listen to another one now And faithful and friendly with stories to share All through the forest they sing out in chorus Marching along as their song fills the air Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere High adventures are beyond compare They are the gummy bears Ah, oh, you've sung it. You've sung the completion of it in absolute perfect tune. And shut up, I'm going to do the second verse. <laughs> There is a second verse. I can't remember what it is. I know there is. I know there is. Mm. I love Gummy Bears. That was such a good show. I really enjoyed it. Was, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Saturday morning, I used to watch that. I'd go, I'd wake up, I'd get into my parents' bed, and they had they had a television in their bedroom mm. in the 80s. Oh, it's and it a, was tiny. It's a, it's a, it was ti- it was colour, but it was tiny. Um, and they used to put it on whilst they were getting ready for work. And I used to watch the Gummy Bears, and I absolutely flipping loved it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out that a TV in the bedroom is a bit vulgar, but that's okay. Um... <laughs> Crucially, what Gummy Bears had that I think Fraggle Rock probably didn't have was that there was a pretty young Gummy Bear that you could fancy. And the, was there? Yeah, yeah, there was a there was like a blonde one. And despite the fact that she was <laughs> ostensibly a bear and a cartoon bear, the fact that she had eyelashes and like blonde hair was enough for me personally at the age of nine or ten to think. Ooh. Hello. 
Oh, you're, you're, you're a nice bear, aren't you? <laughs> Whereas I think you'd have, you'd, have, you'd have had to work hard to work out which one was the looker amongst the fraggles. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. But they, I mean, there was, there was a, a, a sort of a female one, wasn't there? I mean, you know. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. It was Sunny Gummy was the name of the blonde gummy bear. There we go. And by all the pictures that I can see on the internet, she was an absolute prick tease. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Pre-pubescent boners up and down the land. <laughs> Confused children not understanding what they're seeing and why their body is reacting in this way. Looking down at their groins going, What? Why? I don't... What does this mean? What does this mean for the future? Okay. I'll tell you what, though. Grammy Gummy's top was slightly loose as well. There was a there was a slightly gruffer one, uh, a sort of... Uh, I mean, in modern parlance, I guess a bit of a cougar. <laughs> yeah, Granny Gummy. But I think there was something for everyone. I mean, I think I think there was a heroic... There was a heroic, uh, was a heroic Gummy... Um, who Augustus? Yeah, you know, if you if you're that way inclined, also it was probably a bit of bit of eye candy, bit of welcome eye candy. Absolutely, he was. He was a good looking fella. Yeah, so you know, something for everyone. That's that's the crucial thing with gummy bears, I think. Yeah, absolutely, catered for everyone, and thank God. <laughs> thank God for sexy gummies. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, okay. here it comes. Inspector Gadget. Bum, ba, dum, ba, dum, bum, ba. Dum, you got ba, it, ba, Inspector Gadget. Yes, Inspector Gadget. And I mean, I mean, we've gone down this route now. I mean, I think as a as a child, I also fancied Penny from Inspector Gadget. Yeah. I mean, it, you were kind of supposed to, weren't you? I mean, they drew her very pretty, and as a child, <laughs> I don't remember fancying any of the cartoon characters at oh, that age. God, it says something really worrying about me, doesn't it? You were a very uh, early developer, though, weren't you, Will? Oh, I sure was, Thomas. Oh yes. Uh, well done. You got that one as well. Yeah. Now it's going to get a little bit harder now. So uh, well. prepare your oral canals. I'm going to fire something into them. That's it. Is it Jason and the Wheeled Warriors? Oh, that's very good, Will. Is it? That's excellent. Ah, yeah, it's Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Jace but yeah. and the Wheeled Warriors. There you go. It was, yeah, when you talk about the wheels, that was the thing. Yeah, That's what gave it away, wasn't it? It was on Channel 4 on a Saturday morning. It was phenomenal. I loved that, Jason and the Wheeled Warriors. It's great. It's so good. What a fantastic premise for a cartoon. I'm, and I mean, you say that. I'm not sure what the premise was. I remember that there were there were plants called the Monster Mines. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and the yeah, plants yeah. would grow into, like, trucks. They, they would be attached to vehicles, yes. Yeah, so the plants would sort of give birth to, like, these sort of half-organic, half-mechanical trucks. Yeah. And Jace had a series of shiny things that he drove around in and which would shoot at them and blow them up. 
Uh, and that was about it. And was it was it loosely based on like the Odyssey? No, that was the um, the the space one. That was oh, was Jason the, and the Argonauts? Was it? Was it? Oh, okay. Was it based on Jason and the Argonauts? Was it? Was there like a classical? There was no. There was there was a there was a space t- cartoon. Yeah. Called something in the Argonauts. Was no, Ulysses. That's it. Oh yeah, Ulysses. Yeah, there was Ulysses. Yeah, that, I think that was. It was, based it on was the the, um, the cartoon version of James Joyce's novel, of course. <laughs> Nineteen twenty one. Um you know, you, you think about it now, you think, oh, how did they ever get commissioned? But at the time it seemed so obvious they thought, you know, let's yeah. take this dense eight hundred page novel and um, turn it into a children's uh, It was it was a masterpiece. Yeah. And of course then um the raccoons a very close um adaption of War and Peace by Lee <laughs> Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> that's that's right. Lot, and when the when the BBC did their adaptation a couple of years ago, a lot of people were saying, What's the point? The, yeah. the raccoons have covered this. Why? What's? Why would you? Doing? Why would you bother? <laughs> Just leave a classic alone. They nailed it first time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You twats. Number five. Okay, coming at you. Last one. Okay. Down at the bottom of the garden, among the birds and the bees, a little lot, a little bee. They're called the Poddington Peas. Oh, great. Poddington Peas, I think, was British. I th- was it a British cartoon? I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, it probably wouldn't be commissioned exactly the same way these days because I think the baddie was called Black Pea. Possibly. I've got a f- I don't know it well enough. I've got a feeling that the baddie was a Black Pea, and these days you just wouldn't do that. Now, but the crucial thing is... <laughs> Was there a pea you could fancy? <laughs> Were you sexually aroused by any characters in this one, Will? Well, it's not my fault because, you know, the way that animation went in the 1980s and 1990s was that, you know, they were always trying to sexualise everything and, and you know, draw on, on gender stereotypes. So I was just, my body was just obeying, the, you know, the way that, that people's the bodies have, have always obeyed. But the, the real problem was they were sexualising peas. <laughs> I wasn't sexualizing them. I was, I was, you know. You were you responding to the stimulus in front of my, your young eyes. My my innocence was being tarnished and and removed from me by by sexy peas. I'm. I mean, I, I to be honest, I can't remember. But I bet if we look it up, if we look it up now, and you look up the cast of Poddington peas, I bet there will be a girl pea. Yeah, sweet pea. There you go. Who had like eyelashes and lipstick, and you know. You wouldn't necessarily have chosen her over Penny from Inspector Gadget or even from um, Sunny Gummy. But, you know, you think to yourself, if I was a pea, I think I'd go for Sweet Pea. Hello. <laughs> and if, there must have been one called, like, Happy was there. and Oh, God, yeah. And the thing that ends in P-Y, essentially. And- Dumpy, Poppy, Sloppy, Groupy, Grumpy. Penelope, Nappy, which was the baby, Snoopy, which was a sort of in- invest- private investigator, and then the baddies were Creepy and Black-Eyed P. There you go, and Gropey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with, with all of those shows. It was the same. Like if you if you go for like um, Jimbo and the Jet Set, there was a female jet who was like pink, and again had like lipstick, and 
you know, you didn't necessarily fancy her, but well, maybe you did. And uh, the family Ness, I remember there was lovely Ness, again, who was the, the female one. Normally there was only one. There'd be like one female character, and that female character was pretty in a in a very conventional way. And it is not my fault that I became aroused by them. <laughs> that, Do you know what? That, I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to. Well, that's what I used to say. I can't. Well. <laughs> Physically, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was always my motto as well. <laughs> well, there you go, Will. That was a little trip back into the 80s. And actually, there are loads more. And I wish I could have done all of them because they are all fantastic, the theme tunes. Save, the theme uh, tunes. save some for later pods, mate. I mean, God only knows we need the content. Christ, we need it, don't we? Well, do you know what, Will? We've done just over an hour now, and the time has absolutely whizzed by. It really has, yeah. I've had a lovely time. How about you? I've had an adequate time. <laughs> I think it's been an adequate way to pass an evening. <laughs> well, do you know what, listeners? That's not the end of it. There's plenty more weeks of lockdown where where there's plenty more weeks of lockdown left. Um Sorry, there's plenty, there's plenty more weeks of lockdown where that lockdown came from. <laughs> and at the end of this tunnel, there's probably another tunnel. So, you know, you haven't got anything better to do. You may as well listen to this, you losers. Strap yourself in because yeah. there's more of it coming. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we'll be back. We won't leave it so long next time, will we, Will? No, I'll, we'll, we'll get on it a bit, a bit quicker next time. We'll try to. And I think Will's going to do a little musical number for us next time as well. So that's something to put in your diaries. Um, well, you've so of, until uh, and kind of forced me into that one, but okay. But, uh... <laughs> Hijacked him at the very last minute. So uh, yeah, and um, oh, and Tom, Tom next time is going to do a 17-minute uh, freeform round. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. Um, so until next time, listeners, I have been Tom. I have been Will, and we'll see you next time on Shuttle Shuttle Pod. Pod.